Uh, hello, everyone. Uh, welcome back to Capes and Japes. Uh, we have two hosts with two working voices, but, uh, well, just barely. It's not as bad as it could be. It, it could, it could be worse. Hi, I'm, um, I'm Elion. You may not be able to tell because I do have a cold, but I do remain Elion. Uh, and I'm Olivia. Uh, I sound the same. I do have four less teeth than I did last, last time. Uh. How's your wisdom level feel? Uh, I do definitely feel less wise. Mm. Um, so we'll see how this episode goes. Um, both of us, so both of us are, are, you know, are, are dealing with, dealing with our own stuff. But we're here, and we're ready. And we're podcasting, baby. Woo! We're doing it. Um, so, uh, we are, uh, talking about today, um, we're talking about, uh, Miss Martian. Uh, the other most famous, uh, Martian in, uh, DC Comics. We talked about, uh, the Martian Manhunter last week. Um... And now we're talking about, uh, not really his sidekick, and not, like, quite his female counterpart, but another, another Martian. Um, it's a whole bunch of them. Uh, so. I do like how they both have Martian in their superhero name, because, you know, people are going to be like, why do they look like that? And then it's like, it's Miss <laughs> Martian, and they're like, oh. Yeah, no, that tracks. It does track, thank you. I mean, it doesn't actually explain that much because they could look like anything. Yeah, but... But to the to the layperson who uh, is not familiar with Martians, be like, oh, green. No, oh, it's, it's the Martian, that makes sense. Okay, phew. For a minute I was worried superheroes could just be green or something. <laughs> Can you imagine? Um... That's my favorite thing that Young Justice did, by the way, is having it be like, well, Miss Martian and Beast Boy are both green. What if there was a reason for that? <laughs> it's very good. Um, so, um, we talked, um, a little bit, um, when we were talking about, uh, John, about, uh, the different, uh, types of Martians. Uh, but it's important for this, so we're gonna, we're gonna discuss it. Um, so, uh, based on what I think is still currently canon, but it might have changed, um, a long, 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 long time ago, uh, there was one, uh, like, precursor Martian species, uh, called the Burning. That was just a horribly violent alien race that, like, uh, fed itself on, like, other people's psychic suffering and, like, used fire to, like, take over and conquer different planets. Um, and it was all, uh, it was all very bad. And then, uh, some Guardians of the Universe ended up, uh instilling them with a, uh, fear of and weakness to fire, 
so they uh, couldn't use it to do terrible, terrible things anymore. Um, so they stopped doing that, um, and then uh, ended up on Mars, and eventually split into uh, three different Martians. There's Yellow Martians also exist, but we don't know anything about them. Interesting. Um, yeah, so split into a few different Martian subspecies, um, the most relevant of which are uh, green Martians and white Martians. Uh, and green Martians, uh, like, created a society that thrived on, uh, you know, peace and order and justice and using their... Uh, telepathic and shape-shifting powers for, uh, good, um, and then the white Martians were like, mmm, no, fuck that, we still want to just do violence, <laughs> um, yeah, you know, sometimes it'd be like that, um, so the white Martians, uh, continued to, uh, run around doing violence, uh, enslaving, uh, other aliens, um, they are in their, like, uh, their, like, original or, like, like, given form, um, because they're, they are also shapeshifters, um, but, uh, they tend to be, uh, prefer to be these, like, uh, kind of big, scary-looking, uh, sort of bug-like humanoid aliens with, like, uh, like, long bony tails and claws and, uh, kind of, uh, like some insect-like chitin stuff going on. Um, sometimes they just have, like, a mouth on their stomach. Um. I mean, I guess... Yeah, you know, whatever, sure. Um, so just bad news. Just like the sort of aliens that you would look at and be like, that alien's probably bad news. Um, and, uh, so they, um, the two, uh, the two groups of Martians ended up in, uh, a civil war. Um, the, uh... A bunch of them died on both sides. Most of the white Martians end up, ended up exiled uh, to a, a Phantom Zone-like place that's not actually the Phantom Zone, but it's basically the same thing. It's, it's the like Phantom a, Zone, but with an F. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the Phantom Zone. Um, so, um, all of this... Uh, all of this backstory, uh, is relevant, uh, because Miss Martian, uh, is one of the, uh, white Martians. Um, she, um, when she's introduced, um, she is, and, you know, in, uh, the form that she is usually in, uh, she's green, um, because sometimes you just gotta blend in. Yeah, exactly. Um, she, uh, introduces herself, uh, as a green Martian. Um, the story she gives 
when uh, she comes to Earth and she's like, oh, yeah, I'm one of the green Martians. Uh, my parents uh, sent me uh, away to the Vega system during the Martian Civil War, which is how I, you know, survived all of the other Martians being wiped out. And then I heard about this other green Martian on Earth. Um, so I came, uh, I came to, to see him, um, which is how it's explained. It's like, oh, I thought John was, like, the last surviving green Martian, and, like, he never is. Um, but that's, uh, that's the, the story that she gives, um, which it turns out is, uh, is not entirely true, um, because, uh, she was, in fact, sent to Vega, uh, during the Martian Civil War, um, but from the other side, um, and she wanted to, uh, she wanted to make up for, uh, the terrible things that had been done by, uh, the rest of the White Martians, because she didn't really, uh, she wasn't cool with that, um, but she didn't want uh to come to earth uh in the form of a white martian because most people would not uh like that <laughs> ah most people scary who, uh, <laughs> um most uh people who knew about the white martians um and uh were you know uh aware of their whole history, uh, would probably immediately not be very happy. Um, so she's, uh, a little, uh, a little insecure about this. It's revealed, um, I don't think it's too long after, um, she first shows up, but it is, like, it, it is a reveal. Like, it's not known to the reader, um, or to anybody else when, um, she first rolls up to Earth. Um, she introduces herself to John. John's very excited to meet another Martian. Um, and, uh, she starts out on a, uh, on the Teen Titans. Um, she joins that in, uh, 2006. Um, so after, uh, the big crossover event of, uh, Infinite Crisis, um, before this, um, they do, like, a one-year time skip, um, which doesn't mean anything because time doesn't mean anything in comics, <laughs> um, but they do a one-year time skip, um, and, uh, McGann joins the team, um, at this time, um, they, um, actually, uh, uh, Jeff Johns and, uh, Tony Daniel are the creative team, um, for this issue, um, and Jeff Johns wanted to have Supergirl on the Teen Titans, but, uh, he was told that he couldn't for, you know, various whatever, she's busy doing other things, um, so he created, uh, Miss Martian instead, which I think is kind of a fun, like, 
Oh, the same way that, like, John was sort of, like, replacement Superman on the Justice League. You gotta um, follow tradition. You gotta. You gotta stick to it. Um, so, um, her name, uh, her Martian name is McGann Maors, um, which conveniently is, uh, easy to transliterate into Megan Morse. Tips um, hat, McGann. McGann. <laughs> oh, that sucks. Um, <laughs> And, um, she, uh, she's shown, uh, on the Teen Titans, uh, after this, uh, this one year later, uh, time skip. Um, she's initially not there, um, for all that long, um, cause, uh, she's, uh, she's pretty young. She's never done uh superheroing before. Um she's having some trouble like like using her powers to fight crime and also like adjusting to uh this new life uh and a new planet um and also keeping this huge secret from everybody because she's worried if they find out they'll try and, you know, kill her or whatever. Um, she does have, she has, like, all of the same powers, uh, as John does. Um, there's, uh, there's, I don't think there's really any differences there between, like, the white and the green Martians, but so she's, you know, uh, she's, a telepath, she has, uh, telekinesis, She's a shapeshifter, um, and she's also, uh, she can fly, she's invulnerable, she can, uh, change her body density, uh, she's very strong, she can breathe in space, um, all those, all the, all those things, um, all those things that are standard for a Martian and also for a, uh, a Kryptonian replacement character, <laughs> um, but, uh, she, uh, early on, uh, struggles a lot with, uh, with her telepathy and with sort of, like, keeping it in check and also, like, not allowing, uh, other people's emotions to, like, overwhelm her. Um, and she ends up, uh, leaving the team, uh, after a fight with, uh, Rose Wilson, uh, Ravager, which is, like, honestly, like, if I read the mind of anybody in the Wilson family, I'd be like, I'm out. Yeah, that's, that's not a place you want to be. Yeah, like, oh, I'm done. I'm, I'm not, not doing, not doing that anymore. <laughs> oh, woof, I'm not cut out for this shit. Yeah. Um, so she, um, she's off the team, uh, for a little bit. She ends up spending some time in, uh, Sydney, because, uh, the Australian landscape reminds her of Mars, um, which is cute. Uh. I mean, she could have stayed in the States. We have the Mojave Desert. <laughs> we have Utah. Just go to Utah. 
honey, no. you don't have to go to a whole different continent. I mean, like, to be fair, if you can, like, fly and, like, travel super fast and, you know, go wherever you want in the world, you're like, oh, I might as well check yeah, out Australia. But, okay, uh, if, y'all, you gotta look up, uh, I think it's, it's either a state park or a national park in Utah and it's the wildest shit. It's called, like, Goblin, it's like Goblin Valley or something like that. Or, like, hell yeah. If you just look up, like, Utah Goblin Park, it'll sh- probably show up. It's got, like, the weirdest rock formations. I love it. Goblin Park. It's where all the goblins live. Right? Just go there. Um, that rules. Um, but, uh, so they, um, while she's in Sydney, um, the, uh, the Titans, uh, discover that there, uh, was a uh, a traitor on the team in the past year um, who was, like, uh, feeding information to their enemies. Um, All of their enemies and, or just a specific enemy? Um, I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know which enemies. Okay. Uh, probably just, several of them. I'm just imagining someone just showing up just like, hey, so I heard that you were planning on attacking the Titans. Let me just give you a little bit of information. And then the next night, like, going to a different villain, like, hey, heard you were planning on attacking the Titans. (laughs) They set up, like, a secret message board or some shit. Um, but so, uh, initially, uh, they, they go, uh, they go to McGann to talk to her about this. Um, they're like, well, can you, uh, use your telepathy, uh, to help us figure out who this traitor is? Um, she's like, no, I don't, uh, want to use my telepathy on people anymore. Uh, She's like, no, that sucks. (laughs) It sucked. Um, and, uh, this, uh, another member of the Titans, uh, Bombshell, who's, uh, like a, uh, uh, Captain Adam, uh, she's the same powers as Captain Adam, um, but she's like, hmm, McGann's acting pretty shady, uh, maybe she's a traitor, um, and, uh, after, uh, uh, after they, like, kind of, uh, discuss this, uh, McGann does end up using her telepathy, finds out that Bombshell is the traitor, and Bombshell's like, oh, yeah, well, she's a white Martian, which I, I'm not, I don't know how she figures that out, but she does. Um, so, McGann's secret gets out, but her team's still okay with her. Um. That's good. Yeah. She does, um, she has, uh, she still has more stuff to deal with after this, uh, obviously. Um, but there's, uh, there's an arc where, uh, they, uh, they encounter, like, some of their future selves, um, cause, you know, this happens all the time. Cause, you know, comics. Cause comics, you know, especially with teens, especially with teen superheroes, it's like, oh man, they gotta meet themselves from the future. Um, 
And, you know, in also in, like, true meeting your future superhero self fashion, um, they uh, meet this uh, supervillain from the future who's like, oh, uh, in, uh, in the future, all Martians are slaves, and it's your fault because you're evil. Um, McGann. Um, and she's but, like, wait, um, there are more Martians? Wait, hold on. Go back. Um, she, uh, she encounters a, uh, a future version of herself, who I think is, uh, going by, uh, Martian Manhunter. Um. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, but is evil. Uh. Oh. So. Oh no. That's not good. I know. Hell no. This Um, one actually hunts men. Yeah. I chose this name literally. Um but um she has this whole clash with her uh future self who is sort of like embraced the white Martian uh part of her um and is like no like you know uh conquering and killing are good and I don't need your morality. Um and they, uh, they get into a fight, um, obviously, as you have to do. Um, McGann ends up killing her, but is still, like, psychically haunted by her for a while. Like, she just sort of has this, like, version of her, uh, her future self, like, living in her brain, telling her to do evil because you know of of course she does honey that's just trauma that's that's just sweetheart it's it's trauma it's okay um that's that's not actually uh your psychic connection to your future self that's just the trauma that's normal humans do that too it's okay you're gonna you're gonna be fine just maybe just uh just go talk to somebody about it um I, um, I'm always a little bit, like, uh, I'm always a little bit wary of, like, space racism, um, the same way I am of, like, fantasy racism, um. Oh, mood. Like, I, yeah, like, I think, like, McGann, you know, I think it's an important part of McGann's character that she has, like, the inner strength to be like, hmm, all of this you know, like, conquering and killing, uh, is pretty bad. And I don't have to do that. I don't have to do the things that society tells me that I should be doing. Um, but also, anytime a comic has something that's like, this whole species is universally evil, except for these, like, you know, one or two exceptions, I'm like, well, I don't really think that would ever be true. Yeah, because even if you look at, like, human history, Europeans have done a bunch of shit, but nobody's really saying all Europeans are evil except for, like, one or two. Yeah, no, nobody's, like, you know... All Europeans except for Mad Mickelson. (laughs) (laughs) Mad Mickelson comes to America, and he has to disguise himself 
as being from someplace else, so nobody knows his his dark his dark secret, his dark heritage. Well, no, because then you get into like other problems. <laughs> I don't think no, Mads Mikkelsen yeah. should be doing black face or brown face. No, no, don't do that. That's not. But see, that's the thing. Is that's just like there's no there's space racism never really makes sense if you try and translate it. There's especially like, if it's white people writing it. Especially if it's white people writing it. And I say oh this boy. as a white person. Like, yeah. come on, y'all, we can do better. <gasps> uh, um, um, after, uh, but, yeah, so she's she's got this, uh, this evil version of herself, uh, hanging out uh in inside her brain she does don't we uh, all don't we all um she loses control of her powers as a result uh a couple of times and uh ends up taking a hiatus uh from the team uh but uh mostly mostly she perseveres um Largely, she she perseveres by uh, just overwhelming her evil counterpart with positivity. Hey, whatever you gotta do. Yeah, which I which I support. Um, she uh, she also um, she ends up uh, at one point she's uh she's thrown into like uh a like a like an underground teen superhero fighting ring um cuz you know comics yeah. um and uh she disguises herself as uh the star spangled kid um and like keeps up like uh keeps up this ruse for like a while um, which, uh, is impressive, uh, and is able to, uh, free a bunch of the, uh, the other teen superheroes who were trapped there and, uh, help them to join the Titans. Uh, one of whom is Static, who we love hey. to see. <laughs> the boy! Um, but, um... Yeah, and she, uh, she's mostly, uh, mostly around the Titans, um, also, you know, cropping up in, uh, in some of John's storylines, uh, obviously, who, once he finds out that, uh, she's a white Martian, is still, you know, receptive and understanding and glad that she's you know, trying to do good. Um, and he supports her. That's good. Nice. Yeah, John's very nice. Uh, I think it also helps when you're telepathic to be like, Yeah, oh, exactly. You are being genuine except for this one thing. And that yeah. was bred out of fear. Yeah. So I think, I think we're okay. Uh, I think we're going to be fine. Um, she's... Uh, Currently, um, she's on, uh, she's with the adjectiveless titans, um, 
John uh, placed her as a, uh, like, a liaison um, for the Justice League um, with the Titans. Um, and, uh, still, uh, still a white Martian. Um, that, that has not changed. And, uh, the Titans find this out and they're cool. Everyone's cool. So that's good. Um, I, um, she's also, uh, I think maybe, uh, gained the most, uh, fame outside of comics. Uh, for her major role in, uh, Young Justice, the cartoon, um, which we love to see. Uh. We do love to see this cartoon. We do love to see it. Um, she is so great in it. Um, please watch Young Justice. Her season two storyline is some of my favorite shit. Um, one, because I love, like, I love just, like, upsetting psychic stuff. Um, that is the most Olivia core thing I've heard lately. (laughs) I just love, I love upsetting psychic stuff. There's a new mob psycho OVA happening tomorrow. It's upsetting psychic stuff week. Um, Ooh, good luck. Thank you. I'll die. Um... And also, I love, uh, bubbly characters doing dark things, um, which is also, also true of, uh, of comics McGann. She's largely, uh, depicted as, like, pretty upbeat and, you know, kind of, like, sometimes a little bit clueless about the way that Earth works, uh, and also secretly a, uh, very scary evil alien, um, which is a fun thing. I do wish, I mean, it's okay. I sort of wish it wasn't, like, oh, John, you know, kind of, like, uh, a bald humanoid with kind of, like, this, like, big brow ridge and sort of a a scary-looking face and, like, McGann's just a cute green girl with red hair. Um, Although, if she's going for non-threatening, it's she true. did it. It makes, that's the thing, is that, like, it makes sense from a character perspective that she would want to look like a normal 18-year-old girl, but green, so everybody knows that that's her thing, is that she's a green Martian. Um, from... The perspective of these are characters designed by people yeah. who are usually men. I'm like, well, she could look a she could look a little bit more like an alien. Um, like in video games where it's like weird, creepy alien dude and then very humanoid female alien with like one or two quirks. Yeah. And it's like don't it's like don't do that. It's like, oh, she's a sexy lady, but she's, uh, blue. And she's got pointy ears. And then the dudes are like, blue, pointy ears, six arms. It's like, (laughs) wait, wait a second. Yeah. Um, her, um, I do, um, most of her outfits are pretty cute. Um, I like, I like it as, like, kind of a, uh, a, a good 
homage to John's outfit while um still uh looking, you know, distinctive. Um it's cute. Yeah. I like her. I like I I I like I like her design even though I'm like uh sexism. Sexism and non-human characters <laughs> once again. Ugh, terrible. But also there is a reason there is it, that you that you could yeah. point to and be all like, no, no, we designed her like this because she's trying to look humanoid. Yeah, you Although, can. How kick ass would it be if she were bald? Also, hell yeah, let her be more bald, McGann. I will. I'll do that. I will sacrifice a comic book redhead <laughs> in order to have bald McGann. That's, Good. That's how much I support it. You heard it here fo- first, folks. Olivia, willing to sacrifice a comic book redhead for more bald representation. I appreciate your sacrifice. Thank you. Thank you. Um, did you uh, did you have anything else to say about our friend McGann um, or uh, any comics you wanted to talk about? Um... I haven't really read new comics. Well, I haven't read any print comics. Published comics. I've read web comics. Check Please is going great. Y'all, I know this. I say this like every five episodes or so, but please read Check Please. It's beautiful. It's going so well. I'm, I'm so glad. I'm so glad the talkie boys are 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 doing their best. Look, even if you don't like hockey or care about hockey, I I am with you. I do not care much for the sports. These boys are so good, and Nagosi does such good facial expressions for these characters. <laughs> it's incredible. God, I love it. Anyway, Olivia, did you read comics? Um, yes, I had some comics to talk about, um, I had a, uh, some regular ongoing things this week, um, Flash Forward started this past week, which is a, uh, dog, um, which is a- It's a dog? Which is a dog, god, I wish, I wish this comic was about dogs, um, it's a new- mini-series about, uh, my man Wally West, uh, in the aftermath of Heroes in Crisis, um, and I, uh, and it's written by Scott Lovedell and drawn by Brett Booth, um, both of whom have disappointed me greatly in the past, (laughs) um, and, um, it's, I don't, Love it, and I'm mad about it. I just want Wally to be happy, and so much of this comic is about that not happening. And I'm like, God damn it, has he not been through enough? Um, I might, I might keep picking it up just because I need to know what's gonna happen to Wally. Um, it did end, it ended with a pretty cool, like, oh, he's getting, like, oh, he's getting shot through the multiverse. Uh, he's gotta go fix some multiverse stuff. Um, and he, uh, 
he encounters a um a black Superman who identifies himself as President Superman. Um, and okay. I do like to see that. Um, the rest of it is a lot of Wally being sad and in prison, and I don't like to see that. Um, but we'll see. I don't know. I will keep you posted on what's happening with Wally West, my uh, my favorite and most wronged son. Um, Alright. Also, Heroes in Crisis trade paperback, I just looked it up because I was like, is that out yet? October 1st, according to Barnes & Noble. Hey! That's, uh, that'll be a week from when this comes out. Um, I also, uh, I found out that a, uh, while I was in a comic book shop this past weekend, uh, that, uh, Mooncakes, which is a webcomic from, uh, Wendy Shu and Suzanne Walker, um, is, uh, going to be coming out as a graphic novel in October. Nice. Um, yeah, which, uh, it's about a, uh, uh, lesbian witch and a werewolf, um, who are both Chinese American and live in New England, and, uh, they, uh, they, they cook and they fall in love. And, uh, it sounds pretty great. Um, and the art is very, very, very charming. So, I'm excited to read it as a graphic novel. Um, also this, uh, past, uh, Saturday was Batman Day. Uh, happy Batman Day. Um, and it was, uh, officially announced as part of Batman Day. Um, that, uh, James Tynion is going to be taking over, uh, writing Batman, um, after, uh, issue 85, when Tom King stops writing Batman, um, I think Tony Daniel and Tomo Mori are gonna be taking over the art, um, but, like, uh, there's been a bunch of different artists during Tom King's run, so I don't know if they're gonna keep doing that, or if they're gonna, like, stick to one for a longer period of time. Um, I am, I, to, I, you, and also many other people were like, boy, I wish they would get a woman to write Batman. Um, <laughs> I do wish they would get a woman to write Batman. Um... I am glad James Tynion isn't straight, so I'm glad a not straight person is writing Batman. Um, you could get a not straight woman to write Batman, hypothetically. Um, yeah, we could get all sorts of, you know, we could get all sorts of different people to write Batman. That's yeah, not okay. straight white men. All kinds of people who aren't white dudes, hypothetically, could write Batman. Um, I am uh. I am going to be pretty stoked about this for the foreseeable future because one of the things they were asked uh, when they were making this announcement was there was talk of Nightwing uh, and they uh, alluded to the fact that uh, in 2020, the reign of Rick Grayson will come to an end. 
The boy's gonna, the boy's gonna be Nightwing again, to presumably get his memory back. Finally, the curse will be lifted, and I will be free <laughs> from this prison I have been trapped in. Rick Grayson has kidnapped, kidnapped us all and forced us to witness <sighs> him just being Rick. His crimes, his crimes of being Rick and not having friends and shaving his head and being angry all the time. We're done. We're done. We'll be free. Um, I'm also, like, a little hopeful, like, uh, James Tynion, obviously very famous for, uh, real loving Tim Drake hours, so I'm like, oh, maybe we'll get some more Tim stuff in the main, uh, the main Batman comic. Um, I'd be excited for that. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's some stuff that's going on. Um, if you wanna, uh, keep up, uh, keep up with us as we, as we count down to the, the, the end of Rick Grayson, um, you, uh, you can find us on, uh, on the internet. Um, we have a, uh, Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, uh, Pinterest, a Facebook page. You can find all those at Capes and Japes. Uh, you can send us an email, uh, to capesandjapes at gmail.com. Um, we have a Discord server, uh, where we talk about news like this and other news and just anything that's going on cosplay, pets, all kinds of stuff. The mountain goats. Um, oh, boy, you, howdy, do we love talking about the mountain goats. God, I will talk about the mountain goats all day. Um, so come join that. Um, we have a Patreon where you can uh, throw a few dollars our way every month and you can get stuff like bonus episodes, uh, movie nights, you can help us pick what we talk about. Um, if you can't do that, but you still want to support us, uh, we love getting ratings and reviews from people. Um, we love hearing that people tell their friends about the show. And we love that you uh, come back and listen, just like you have done today. Uh, so thank you for joining us here on Capes and Jades. Um, I have been Olivia. And I have been Elion, and I'm very sorry for my voice, but as always, kiss me sexy Batman. <laughs> kiss me sexy Dick Grayson, who will no longer be Rick.